2: Sports Radio 94 WIP, this is the Midday Show. Tom Kelly in for Joe Giglio today alongside Hugh Douglas. Good morning, Hugh. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Philly. Hey,
3: everybody, keep your head on the swivel. I don't know if y'all saw the uh, the Cam Newton uh, video where he got jumped at his 707. A good thing Cam had his head on a swivel, because if he didn't, he'd be on his back right about now.
2: Yeah, that was wild.
3: Yeah, and he didn't his hat didn't even come off.
2: A brawl uh, breaking out at Cam Newton. <laughs> seven on seven Cam. Man, I mean what, what somebody happened wasn't there?
3: happy. I don't know, because I know he does it every year. And and when I saw the video, the first thing that I thought, I was like, Cam ain't no little dude. Like, he's not a little dude. And for you guys to sit there and, and try to jump him and, and unsuccessfully jump him. Good thing you had his head on swivel. So I'm just saying, I I know nobody's at work today worried about getting jumped or anything. But I'm just saying, at just as a, as a precaution, keep your head
2: on the swivel. That's good advice all the time. Keep, a swivel, keep you, your head on the swivel. Keep your head on swivel, man. Keep your head on swivel. You never know what's coming here. Never know what's coming. Uh, but if you want to get in, start the show. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four is how you join in. And obviously, big topic. Still discussing a lot of fallout from the AJ Brown interview with the afternoon show on Friday. And we'll get to every different aspect of it throughout the course of the show today. But as we're looking at this thing here, kind of want to project this and how it kind of makes you feel about things moving forward. And that's where we'll start today, is did the, the A.J. Brown interview with the afternoon guys, Jack and Ike, on Friday, does it make you feel better or worse about the Eagles moving forward? And if you want to get into one five five nine two nine four nine four, what about you, Hugh? After the hearing what A.J. Brown had to say on Friday with Jack and Ike, Does it make you feel better or worse about the I feel better about AJ. I've never felt bad about
3: him, but I felt good that he finally got his side of the story out there. Now, I know that there's still a lot to unpack, and a lot of times you will be told that, you know, the best thing to do in a situation like this is not say anything, but I think he just had to. AJ is a prideful person, man. And for me, it played out exactly like I always thought it did. I never thought AJ was the guy that he was portrayed to be. In the media, by by certain members of of uh, you know the fan base and things of that nature, and it was clear that everything that was seeing, being said about him bothered him, so he just came on in the best of his ability, like he tried to let it go for as long as he could, you know, doing all the petty tweets and stuff like that. Saying yep. he didn't well, do Well,
2: some of them allegedly weren't him. Oh man, yeah, clear that Listen, up. Yeah,
3: allegedly, and I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him live with that one, but you know, he did kind. of. I mean, I get it, cause I'm petty. And I get in trouble every day <laughs> for, for some of the things that, that I say or, or want to say on Twitter. So I, I know exactly where he's coming from when it's that, especially when people are attacking your character. So I respect him in that sense, man. He got tired of it. And, you know, even though he gave people more can of fodder, I do uh, respect the fact that he came on and cleared the air as much as he possibly could.
2: So overall, you feel a little better about it? Yeah, this I feel a little better about there.
3: it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's still, I, I feel like this, TK. It's repairable. It's repairable. You just got to sit down and you got to talk about it, man. There is nothing that, you know, time and communication can't heal, in my opinion. I mean, sometimes it takes a little bit more time and a little bit more communication. But I think that they're still there. And I think the bottom line that what I gather from what he was talking about, he wants to win, man. You know, when you're, when you're driven to win, you'll make some serious sacrifices. And I, I feel like he's, he he will do that. He will do what's needed to be done in order to get to where he wants to be.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. And if you want to get in 215-592-9494, do you feel better about the Eagles after hearing from A.J. Brown on Friday? And you hope that's the fallout of this. Now, the way I look at this thing here, I respect A.J. for calling in. A lot of guys say they'll do that. A.J. actually did it. So respect to him for that. But I certainly don't feel better about the situation because you know, regardless of what A.J. had to say – Doesn't change anything. Like, it doesn't change the fact that this team fell apart at the end of the year. It doesn't change the fact that A.J. wasn't a huge part of the offense down the stretch. And one thing that worried me coming into this season, Hugh, after 2022, when things came so easily to this team, is how would they react when dealing with adversity? And they didn't react well this year. And I don't think AJ reacted well to adversity this year. One of the things that he mentioned is, you know, not wanting to talk to the media because he thought it would make things worse if he did. I actually think it made things worse that he didn't speak to the media uh, and opened things up to speculation. But if this is how, like, this team deals with adversity, that worries me moving forward that you lose six out of seven and there are potentially issues behind the scenes – and there is this, I guess, sensitivity to criticism, not just from AJ, but other guys in the locker room. That's what worries me, and that's why I look at it, and I don't feel better about uh,
3: it. I look at it like this, TK. This was this was uncharted territory for a lot of guys. And I would say, you know, and this is not an excuse, but this is probably what it was. A lot of people didn't know how to handle adversity because they weren't used to it coming in the form that it came in. Now, I would say for AJ, for him to be in – in Tennessee and having that fan base and, and, and being what it was down here, down there to having the success that he had here in Philadelphia and then having the success that he had early on in the season to going from the guy that everybody loved to somebody that's perceived as a cancer. That's a, that's a broad spectrum to have to deal with in such a short period of time. Absolutely. Cause th- think about it like this, TK six weeks into the season, he was that guy. He was, he was loved and adored by everybody. And then all of a sudden, one blow up on the sideline left all of us to speculate on his relationship with Jalen. Now, we let it go because they were winning. But as the team started to slide, a lot of people pointed back to that moment. Oh, there, there it was right there. That's where it went bad. A.J. Brown's the problem. And given the history of what we've had to deal with from receivers – That's the easy person to pick on. And he had to sit there, and he had to take that. And on top of that, his play started to dwindle. So now he's dealing with that, and he's trying not to say nothing. He's trying to be a good teammate and all this other stuff. And he's trying to hang in there. But all of this is going on at once. And now he's being blamed for the team's problems. That's a lot of weight.
2: It is. It's a lot of weight. It is, definitely. And if you want to get in 215-592-9494, yeah, I I just hope – that it doesn't go this way again next year because odds are they're going to lose some games. They're going to face some adversity. It just worries me after seeing what happened this year with AJ, what happened with the rest of the team. How are they going to deal with that kind of stuff moving forward? And I want to get your take on this, Kyle. Kyle Quinn producing the show today. How do you feel after the interview, Kyle? Do you feel better or do you feel worse about the Eagles after hearing AJ speak?
4: I definitely don't feel worse. I I think really the perspective that I came into this whole thing with was like, I just want answers. This whole time, I wanted answers about why the season collapsed the way it did. What was going on with with some of the cryptic answers or the you know the non answers that we got from guys, uh, including like AJ Brown about his relationship with Jalen Hurts, how the locker room was, stuff like that. Like, I, I would say, if anything, I feel a little bit more enlightened, and I, I would get. I would say that AJ brought something, I guess, to my attention that I didn't really fully consider because we talk a lot about how we want Jalen Hurts to be more of a vocal leader. And all that stuff. But if he's not going to be, and AJ Brown is going to step up and be that guy, like, I I mean, that at least provides a little more clarity to some of the things that I I, I had questions about toward the end of the season. So I, I guess I would say that I feel more enlightened about what went down, or at least sort of where AJ's mindset is at, where his headspace is. Uh, than I did before, which I I would definitely say makes me feel a little bit better.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like We did get some answers to questions that we've wanted the answer to, and I do think that was one of the most important parts of this thing here. And one of the questions that we all kind of had going into this offseason is, you know, does A.J. want to be in Philadelphia? You know, there's the situation with the Kay Adams interview a couple weeks ago where it was not totally clear, but here was A.J. on Friday when asked about his future and whether he wants to be in Philadelphia.
3: Your state of mind, your, your, your happiness with being an Eagle currently and moving forward. Let's, let's start with that one about your feelings about being a Philadelphia Eagle now and for the foreseeable future.
5: I have no problem. I want to be here. It's as simple as that. I, I love where I'm at. It's as simple as that. Next question.
2: And, Hugh, you know, I think we can all agree that's a positive. The fact that he wants to be here, said it definitively, that's something we all wanted to hear. Yeah,
3: that, that is what we all were speculating. You know, and a lot of people have been speculating whether or not, uh, you know, he, he deserves to be here. I think he does. I think this team is a totally different team if A.J. Brown isn't here. And I also think that whatever these problems are, they can be resolved with communication. Like, the thing that I think that I know for a fact is this. Winning trumps everything. Winning championships. I think that the guys that we've assembled on this football team, and he's won on A.J. Brown, Wants to win a championship. He, he got a taste of what it felt like two things, to be in a city where he's adored and has a tremendous amount of success and a taste of what it's like to be in a Super Bowl, be one of the last two teams playing. Dude, that's infectious. And when you get to that point, like there are certain things that you're willing to, 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 to forego in order to get back to that. And I don't think that whatever these issues are, that they're so egregious that these guys can't get it together and get back on track. That's why I've been so bullish. Like, I know this us defense is bad. It's horrible. <laughs> they, need, they need some talent. I get that. But the way that this offense is constructed, if you, if you put the right people in place and you put, them, you put them in position to be successful, I think this offense could be virtually unstoppable. This could be almost as the, the equivalent to the greatest show on turf when they were good.
2: Yeah. You know? I- I mean, they have they have all the talent. Yeah. There's no question about that. And that is, I, I think, a unanimously shared opinion. We all want A.J. Brown here, and with him, the Eagles are a much better team. Now, here's a little more from A.J. talking about some of the locker room dynamics toward the end of last season.
6: You, you said that uh, you guys gave us the answers for what happened on the stretch run. In, in your estimation, what do you think that—what what is the answer? What do you think happened for that to happen, and, and is this locker room okay? Yeah, the locker
5: room is fine uh like i said earlier uh in the season or well, after the season whatever i just said players wasn't executing. like i said in the interview that's what it came down to i think the media kind of ran with the coaches the coaches fault. the coaches didn't prepare us and this and that i never mm-hmm. blamed the coaches I'm, I'm not the person to blame the coach i'm not trying to blame anyone you know uh, I, i'm the guy who gonna look in the mirror and gonna challenge everybody else like it was the players not executing and that's what happened and if you look back closely I said it a few few seconds ago that we were playing like the best team in the league. No, we wasn't. We may have the best record in the league, but we wasn't playing like the best team in the league. It was like that all year. Yeah. But we were scratching away getting wins. And so when stuff started to really unravel and stuff like that, stuff started uh, to not go as planned, then you saw, you saw what was happening. And then, like I said earlier, it was a domino effect. And it was trying to stop the bleed. And it was just, everything was just going too fast at that point.
2: Now, I thought that answer was really enlightening Hugh, when he talks about, yeah, they were 10 and one, but they weren't playing their best football. And that's kind of the stuff we saw. But it was nice to hear a player on the team actually admit, yeah, we weren't as good as our record indicated. Yeah, at and and that was obvious and, and they were trying to fix it.
3: I think the biggest thing that, that I took from that is that he's trying to be as forthcoming as he as he can and still not throw the team under the bus. There's a lot that, you know, I like I, I haven't heard the whole interview in its entirety yet. I, had a, I, I missed it a couple times that they played it Friday, but I haven't heard it as entirety yet. But what I gathered from what he was saying was he's still trying to fix whatever the problem is in this locker room. And he's trying not to throw anybody under the bus, which is fine. I, I have no problem with that. And at the same time, he's defending his position and, and what people are saying about him. That has to be tough, man. AJ is dealing with, to me, the uh, stigma of the, of the position, you know, the stigma of, of being a receiver in the NFL. Being a guy who's a passionate player who has been lumped into, to, unfortunately for us, the the um, the history that we've had with Diva receivers. Yes. You know? We have yeah, had a history. And, and, and see, this is where I employ everybody to just think for yourself on this one. Because the problem is this. It's easy to look at him and say, oh, he reminds me of T.O. Must be a T.O. thing. Uh, I never got that. I never got that from when I heard him speak, the way that I, like I've been around him a few times, his demeanor. I never got that. Now, he's a receiver. He has receiver diva them but he's not that guy that I feel that is going to be perceived to, to, to fragment the locker room. He's not an A.B. Because I, I, I won't even say T.O. Because I think when, when, you, when you think about what T.O. went through, T.O. felt more disrespected than anything. Right. And that's why it, it went the way that it did. A.B., is just he's just a different animal. Yeah. It's and 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 that's why I say he's not. Uh, he's not that. No. AJ Brown is not that.
2: No, I agree. I, I don't think AJ is one of those guys either. Now, I do think when you see him and Jalen Hurts or him and a coach kind of arguing or disagreeing on the sideline, that's obviously going to lead to speculation. Now, I don't think it necessarily, like you said, means he's to or 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 a receiver like that. But he did talk about that. AJ talked about kind of his leadership role and how he's perceived. Here's what he had to say:
5: I'm not trying to change the media. I know, I know it's going to be like this or whatever. It's going to be like this, and, and it's going to be like this when I leave. But, uh, but I just, I just truly just feel like I'm just misunderstood as as a player, as a person. And, and you know, it gets frustrating. It gets frustrating because anything I say, anything I do, it gets magnified time ten. I'm classified as a diva. I want the ball and this and that. Blah blah blah. when 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 honestly it's the other way around when it's the other way around most importantly like you see you see you see me getting upset on the sideline, um and and you automatically think it's about it's about targets no no what what if i'm holding my players accountable Mm -hmm. what if what if i'm the guy that pushes pushes everybody in the locker room make people uncomfortable to try to better themselves for the team what if i'm that guy you don't you don't see it as much. You don't see it as much from um, from Jalen because that's not his
2: personality. And I, I get that, and I get it must be extremely frustrating to be in AJ's shoes and and see it from his perspective and be called a diva or be called selfish about targets and stuff like that. And it's got to be be frustrating. But we also don't know everything. We're just speculating off we see what we see. And when your numbers go that significantly down and we see issues on the sideline and stuff like that it just leads to speculation.
3: Yeah I think, I think part of that was the fact that his numbers went down. I mean I, I mean, and I know he's trying, that's what I'm saying, that's why I believe that he's trying to repair this relationship as best he possibly can because man I don't, I don't know a receiver that had the kind of year that he was having, started out that would not feel some type of way because this, this offense is not figuring out a way to get him involved. I respect him for trying to, to, to put that fire out. But the fact of the matter is, it is what it is. Like, this offense suffered when he suffered. That's a direct correlation for whatever reason. I don't know if that was by design, <clears throat> excuse me, by design or whatever it was. But the fact of the matter is, when he stopped getting targets and stopped catching the ball and making things happen, this offense suffered. Hopefully, Coach Goober comes in and he changes that. That's a big deal, man. I respect the fact that he came on in the best of his ability tried to clean it up as much as he possibly could. I really respect
2: that. Yeah, fair enough. 215-592-9494. Your reaction to the A.J. Brown interview and looking forward here, does it make you feel better or does it make you feel worse about the Eagles moving forward? Hugh says it makes him feel better. I think worse. Kyle thinks better, but would love your take on it as well. 215-592-9494. Let's get started on the phones with Jameel. What's up, Jameel? Hey, how's it going? What's up, man? Hello? You there, Hello? Jamil? Yeah, yeah, we yes, got
3: him
6: here. Oh. <laughs> you there, Jameel? Jamil, what you got, man? Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? I love y'all show. I love WIP, and I appreciate you pushing me up for it because I got a vent. What you got, dog? WIP is a heartbeat of Philly sports. We listen to y'all. We listen to the games. And I just want to put out there that I know A.J. AJ Brown is, is sounding real sensitive. We put up with decades upon decades of losing seasons, Cowboys and Steelers fans throwing in our face that we never won a Super Bowl. We know what we did? We put it up. We put up. And I just want to sum up real quick. A.J. Brown, you need to watch two movies, and I just want to recommend this. Start off with Rocky and end off with State P. State property, state if property I, if not state, state
3: property. <laughs> never seen yeah. state property. You never because seen no, state no, property? No. Come related, on, damn. man. That's a, that's, a, that's a Philly staple, Beanie single. I'll, t- I'll, look, <laughs> Come it.
2: I'll man. look it up during the break. I'll watch state property tonight. Might but be on I just wanted to just point out
6: the heartbeat of WIP because I feel like there's a lot of slander. I've been listening on Twitter. I've been seeing social media. They talk about how toxic. I don't like using that word when it comes to WIP Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, I got you, Jameel. I, I Jamil, appreciate the call, but that, yeah, I think got you that know cricket, wh- that cricket
6: wh- when, when it dropped <laughs> on y- it.
2: Yeah, but when it comes to like you know the, the the reaction to the season when team loses six out of seven, the, yeah, gonna the reaction is going to be negative. I don't I know what, don't, it, what you I, want I, us I to say. I don't.
3: I don't subscribe to that toxic. Listen, we all are grown ass men, and we take what we need from everything. Sports radio and all platforms such as this are meant for entertainment. Take from it what you must. And, and leave what you don't need. That's what I'll say to people like that. If you feel like it's toxic, then I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you should start thinking for yourself and, let, and stop letting other people formulate your opinion for you.
2: Exactly, man. And we react to what we see. And when, we see a, when we're watching a playoff game where you know, Troy Aikman is throughout the game questioning the team's effort and saying, well, it doesn't look like these guys are really here tonight. It doesn't seem like those guys' hearts are really in it. And we're questioning the effort, and you're getting your butt kicked by the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, you can't be that upset about the media for that. This, this, is, this
3: is why – this is what I always try to do, me personally. Like, I, like number one, I never try to make it personal because I, I've been on the other side of that. I've been a player, and I know how that made me feel when it happened. I always try to be informative. And as long as my message – is mirrored by what's being said nationally, I'm okay with that. Now, if you don't like it, then that's on you, and you see it differently. I, I can't stop you from seeing it that way. But when I watch football and I see that there's something fundamentally wrong, like I said, to me, it was a direct correlation between his, his play falling off and this offense not executing. And I don't think anybody outside that watched the games didn't look at that moment when him and Jalen had whatever they had on the sideline and say, hey, maybe that was what it was. Now, I never thought that A.J. was the cancer or, or whatever else that he was betrayed to be. I never thought that because it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like that was the energy that he was giving off. He never came off as a me guy. Now, he came off as a guy that wanted to win football games and wanted to get the football. But somewhere along the line, this offense was disconnected. And, again, I'll say it like I said last week. We still ain't figured out what it was. No. We still
2: don't know. We have a little better idea. I think he shed some light on some things. Yes. There's still a lot that we don't know about what I went feel, down
3: But this is why I feel better, because I feel like it's repairable. Because he didn't come over here, and he didn't spit fire and venom. He was mad at the media, which, you know, I get why he was mad. Because, you know, I mean, you know, hell, I listen to the station, and I know he was probably mad at certain individuals. But that's okay. But it, it's one of those things where – I felt like he felt that no matter what it was that happened, it could be repaired. Yeah. Like that's what, that's what I got from it. Whatever he felt was going on during the course of the season, he wasn't going to allow it to fester. That's why I feel good about it, man, because he could have easily came on here and he could have flamed everybody. Right. For, for, for He could have came on and he could have told you exactly what was going on in the locker room because he was in there. He chose not to do that. To me – that's the consummate teammate. He still believes in his his teammates. He still believes in that philosophy. He still believes in that locker room, and that's what made me feel good about it because he didn't say a damn thing.
2: And that's definitely a positive. Now, what will worry me, what concerns me, is that if this is what happens when you start losing and you start to take criticism and you deal with adversity this way, uh, I worry about how that projects into next season. But want to know do you feel better or worse about the Eagles after what A.J. Brown had to say on Friday? 215-592-9494 When we get back, get to your calls also more from A.J. and on his relationship specifically with Jalen Hurts our takeaways from that coming up. Tom Kelly and for Joe Gillio, along with Hugh Douglas today this is the Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP.
1: Baseball is back.